remember when I was in uh, university in UCC, uh, there was a thing called the library. And the library is a rather large building with lots of books. It also has lots of people uh, walking around the place, um, a good percentage of whom don't know what they're doing in the library. So they walk around, and when they see you there, they go, hey, how you doing? Good, yeah, good, good, yeah. Great. Writing something, are you? Yeah, I just uh, have uh, an essay due tomorrow. Oh, right, yeah. How's it going? Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay, it's good. I'm under a bit of pressure. As regards time. Gotta come for coffee. Uh, if I'm honest, not, not, not really. Um, I just, I really need to get this done. All right, yeah. No, I've just, I've been for six coffees already. Um, yeah, it's busy, busy morning. <laughs> and there are people who wander around the library just chatting to people. And they may, they may be holding a book, may. I, uh, I don't think you're allowed to have coffee in the library, but uh, one, you can smell the coffee off my And they're just kind of wandering around, just kind of chatting to people. And they wonder why they never get anything done. And they wonder why at the end of the year, things, uh, I, I, I don't understand. I was in the library every single day. I just, why isn't it coming together? Uh, I used to never study in the library. It was just such a waste of time. You just, you're constantly interrupted. It's just easier to study at home, get more done. Uh, but it was just very interesting to see how, how this idea had crept in. If you spend time in the library, you somehow learn by osmosis and you just kind of soak in the age-old wisdom of our forefathers. Uh, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, if you want to learn something, you have to sit down and study it and synthesize it and try and understand it and play with it and see where the holes are and tease it out. Uh, that, takes, that takes time, that takes effort. It's hard. Uh, it takes work. There's no real shortcut Wikipedia summary of, uh, of that kind of thing. You just have to just get stuck in. Now, we're in a, coming towards the end of a, a series of, of homilies on, on fatal flaws. Ideas that have maybe crept into the church, which may be quite prevalent, uh, which have very negative consequences. Okay, so the first, obviously, is, um, is that everyone goes to heaven, because if everyone goes to heaven, then, then we don't need grace, we don't need sacraments, we don't need priests, we don't need the Eucharist, we don't need prayer, you don't need any of that, because we're all going there anyway. But then if we all go to heaven anyway, why didn't God just create us there? Why would he be so cruel to put us through this life and then all bring us all to the same place anyway? So there are huge consequences to that, to that seemingly innocuous idea, this seemingly wonderful idea, actually. We all go to heaven, it's great. Sounds fantastic, but the consequences are actually very, very serious. So that's a fatal flaw, absolutely. Also then the idea that, that a fast mass draws people, you know, if we, have, if we celebrate mass, the quicker the better, the quicker the better, the quicker the better, it keeps people happy. Again, we've just very simply look at the consequences of that in Ireland. Did it work? Uh, does it communicate to people uh, a, a sense of the reverence that this, that this sacrament is due? Uh, yesterday then we looked at basically the idea of, of like, I've another fatal flaw that young people don't like old prayers. Young people don't like the rosary or they don't like mass or they don't like the chaplet. When so often they're so unfamiliar with them, they can't actually make a decision either way. Or in general, like that we as, as Catholics can disregard the, the age-old tried and tested uh, sacraments or sacramentals uh, of our faith. So that's, again, it's just, it's just not true. Uh, there's such beauty, depth, power, wisdom, uh, and, and grace transmitted through these things, so they should never be disregarded. Okay, the last thing I want to look at today is activism. Activism in the church. 
So like my friend in the library, we can be in the church. Um, we can be involved in all sorts of associations or committees or groups or some subcommittees of committees, um, then subcommittees of delegated committees in, 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 and, and in, in order of trying to get things done, right? Okay, that, that can happen. And we can be really, really busy. And you can actually have, this often happens in a parish setting as well, where you have the same people who are part-time sacristans, and they also do the flowers, and they also are involved in the Legion of Mary, they also run the Eucharistic Adoration Committee, and they also sterilize the chapel after Mass, uh, they also uh, coordinate the liturgies, and they carry Our Lady for the uh, May processions and Eucharistic processions, the whole lot, right? You have the same people involved in an awful lot of things. Uh, and doing things in the church is fantastic, absolutely, right? Uh, but I guess we have to keep an eye on the goal. What's the end goal of this? What are we supposed to be doing? Okay, I've, I've used this idea before, but like, you can imagine a, a, a factory. I was watching a documentary on, on Mercedes in, in Germany, and um, their, uh, their truck factory is simply astounding. It's just incredible. A fully fitted, custom-made, so the trucks can be used for everything from moving gravel or fire engines or just hauling trucks or whatever. Custom-made trucks, one rolls off the assembly line every 90 seconds. <laughs> like, it's just unreal. The, the, the organization, the logistics, the, the machinery, uh, the, the mix between uh, human interaction and automation, it's just incredible. Um, so, like, they have these walls of nuts and bolts, <clears throat> and um, when you go in, you scan... Uh, so I'm going to be making a, a Mercedes 390 fire truck. Okay, so then you have to go into a little box and you have to get certain nuts and bolts, okay? Now, when you walk into this place, the nuts and bolts that you need will have a little green light illuminated underneath them. And they won't allow you back out until you've gotten all that you need from those various boxes. So if <laughs> access denied, <laughs> you know, oh, sorry, I forgot that one, right? So, when you get, you know, you have everything you need and nothing more than you need because they would never give you extra because you don't need it because it's German. We are precise. Okay. So, but it's just, and so then when you walk out, you have exactly what you need to assemble, to bolt on your, your, your carburetor or your, uh, your alternator, whatever it is, you have exactly everything you need. Uh, so it's just very, very well built, but very, very well organized. But you can imagine if the managing directors of Mercedes were sitting down and saying, okay, well, uh, how's everything going in the business? You know, let's have a little AGM, a bit of a review of the year. And uh, if the R&D department were saying, well, yeah, we're flat out, we're developing a new diesel engine, trying to make it more efficient, go on, wonderful, yes, so R&D is busy, yeah. Advertising department, flat out, busy, busy, busy. Advertising all around the world and trying to increase our markets in Asia, grant, okay. And our, our mechanics representatives there, yeah, they're all good, and our, you know, personal, what are they called, human resources, they're all flat out as well, and okay. So everyone is busy. Everyone is busy. But there's one question that has to be asked at the end of all this busyness. So everyone is busy, but what is our product? And is that working? Because if everyone is flat out busy, but people aren't buying Mercedes trucks, the whole thing fails. And the whole thing is actually pointless. Why be flat out if we're not selling trucks? If we're not selling trucks, the business dies. Okay? So it's just, again, it's, it's a business idea, but I think it is important to... Uh, apply these kind of things to the church as well. Otherwise, 
there's a danger that we get stuck on the fact that we're all busy. So we're all, you know, like as priests, we're busy and we have uh, parish pastoral council and Dawson pastoral council and everyone, everyone is busy, everyone is busy. But if we're not looking at what the goal is supposed to be, if, if we don't know what the goal is, the chances are we won't get there. If we don't know what the goal is, what are we working towards? Because otherwise it just becomes kind of self-fulfilling. We're busy and that's the goal. The goal is to keep people busy. Great. And that's what we call activism, where everyone is involved, in, every, everyone is busy, and everyone is doing stuff. But we're not looking at what the ultimate goal is supposed to be. And if we don't know what that is, it won't happen by accident. Mercedes won't sell trucks by accident. They will do so if all the various parts of the Mercedes machine, pardon the pun, uh, all are rowing together towards selling good quality, dependable trucks. So what's our product? As Catholics, what is our product? We, we, uh, we have, uh, this is no, I've mentioned this a couple of times, this is no surprise, like, but we, this, we cannot be set off enough because we have to be really clear on it because there's so much to do and as our numbers decrease, clergy also, there's going to be a, a tendency or temptation even to, do all, to, to be really busy doing all sorts of things, maybe things that used to be done uh, back in the day when there were plenty of priests. So now there aren't so many, there are certain things that we have to cut off, but what are we cutting off? Like, what is the goal? Everything has to serve the ultimate goal, which is what? Go make disciples of all the nations. That's it. Making disciples. Making disciples. Now, I think a lot of, a lot of the time when we hear that, well, for yourselves, it's fine. In a lot of parish scenarios, it, when, if they hear that said clearly, I think their hearts would kind of sink. Because they think, well, we, we, yeah, we, we're busy, we're busy, we're all busy, we're doing as much as we can. Can we honestly say, though, that, that we're making disciples, that, that you know, new people are coming into our parish? That young people, young families are coming into our parish? That's, that's a stark reality in a lot of parishes. You know, it's, it, it's a hard question. It's, not, it's, it's, not, it's a very, very uncomfortable thing to ask. Are we making disciples? It's, it's a difficult one. And if we don't like the question, more than likely we'll set up a subcommittee to address the, address the, the question. <laughs> but ultimately, like, this is what everything is supposed to be rowing towards, the, the, the same goal. So you know, when we're, we're sterilizing benches, why are we sterilizing benches? That people can come to Mass. Why are we trying to you know, have the, the sanctuary here as beautiful as possible with our flower committee and whoever else is involved with our sacristans? So that when people come into Mass, when we come into the church, they see there's something sacred here, there's something... Something that seems to answer in some way this, this longing I have in my heart for, for, for meaning, for purpose. So in the seminary, in whatever it may be, all of these things are oriented towards making disciples. So drawing people back to the Lord who might know him, love him, and then go out and draw others back in turn, serve him. You know, that, as I said, that goal simply cannot be stated often enough, otherwise... We'll, we'll get stuck in this, in this rut of, of just doing things and forget that we're supposed to be missionary. We're supposed to be winning in new people, not just kind of doing everything we can, uh, dare I say, pandering to everyone's needs just so that everyone stays on board, but kind of forgetting that we're supposed to be winning new people as well. Ultimately, this will only happen when, when we're faithful to what the Lord asks of us. Not, it's not, it's not the, the opinion of the masses that will keep the church afloat. It's fidelity to Christ. So this is a, as I say, a, a, a fatal flaw, a fatal flaw in 
various church organizations, maybe within ourselves, to feel in our faith. Faith is all about doing things, you know. This can happen as well. Uh, people who might think that, you know, my faith is about, it's about helping, it's about serving. Um, I, I organize Lourdes every year, Fatima every year, whatever it may be, and I'm, I'm going there and I'm helping people. There's nothing wrong with that, just like there's nothing wrong with volunteering in the church. But what is the ultimate goal? If I'm volunteering, if I'm busy, if I'm organizing pilgrimages, uh, even my own, as I say, personal life, my own kind of prayer life, I, 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 I walk to church or I go to church every day or go to Mass every day, good, that's all good. But is, is the ultimate goal like to turn your heart towards God, to get to know him more, to become uh, a disciple, as in a student of, of the Lord, to learn from him? Or are these just kind of things that I do just to keep me busy? They're a bit of activism, you know, just gives me something to do, makes me feel important. It's also a fallacy then within, within the liturgy to think that the more jobs we give people, the more actively involved they are. Like the most meaningful contribution of, of the lay people to Mass is, let's just make it threefold. One, answering the Mass, really important. Our own young people struggle here, especially first thing in the morning. Christ our Lord and I, I ramp it I ramp it so that they notice an answer due through Christ our Lord and you should get the what? is that me? <laughs> so so, uh, yeah. so answering, answering the mass, singing at the mass it's something again we've kind of lost in Ireland, it's kind of strange we sing for every other excuse going but not a mass um, uh, and then most importantly that at mass we're uniting ourselves to the, to the offering on the altar, this is like, this is desperately un- underestimated that at Mass, let's say, the, the, the Eternal Father is receiving this gift of the Eternal Son. That God the Father receives the immolated body of Jesus offered up to him for us. And we can be part of that. We can be uh, in, in our benches, wherever we are, saying, you know, Lord, I'm just so incredibly grateful that, that you would do this for me. You know, take from me everything that is imperfect. Purify it draw me to the heart of the Father. That's just far more important than bringing objects from table A to table B or back to the front, back to the church or to the front of the church. That's, that's, not, that's not active participation in the liturgy. That's moving stuff. Uh, there's something way deeper available to us because no matter how many jobs you, you, you manage to, 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 to pull into a mass, that's only the only ever be jobs for ten percent of the people there. And the rest are they uninvolved? Are they unwanted? Maybe we'll get more jobs. We need more jobs. That's it. Everyone has to bring their own little Lego seat that they have to build. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, like it's that's just that's, that that it will never work. That's not the way the liturgy is designed. It's not the way the Lord designed it. He wants us to be involved actively, actively within here. It's far, far more important than moving things. So we ask the Lord today to help us uh, to recognize in our own scenarios, in our own personal lives, and in any maybe groups or associations that we're involved in, how to actively participate in the liturgy, which means participate more internally at the r- in the real sense of what's happening here. And that the Lord will keep us always focus on that goal. So whatever group or association that we're involved in, the goal isn't just to be busy, to have something to do, 
to create something. The goal is always making disciples according to the Lord's command. And we ask, Lord, that, that all of us might work towards that end ultimately, that we might, through your grace and power, renew the face of the earth. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a Holy Family Mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless <laughs>